Hi, it's Dune here, your host and hype girl. And before we dive into today's episode, I want you to take a hot second to reflect. What's that passion, unique experience, or knowledge you have itching to be shared with the world? For me, it's always been about guiding you and cheerleading incredible women to start your businesses. So what's your thing? You see, everyone's got something they excel at, something they just can't stop talking about. And it turns out that one of the best ways to monetize those passions is through sharing that thing with the world as a digital course product. My life's work has been to chat with more than 600, 7, 8, and 9-figure e-commerce founders. And it's through those conversations that have led me to creating a foolproof playbook and my go-to guide for early-stage founders in the form of my first-ever digital program, e-commerce fundamentals. But it wouldn't have been possible without Thinkific. The beauty of this platform lies in its simplicity. Cute templates and a super easy to use editor. No coding headaches, no tech-induced stress, just pure focus on what matters most, the content. So if you've ever been curious about building a course to teach your passion, this is the way to do it. The genuine support from the Thinkific team turns it from this lonely, confusing headache into the most fulfilling and easy project. Go to the link in my show notes to get a free trial on me. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great 
great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome back. Here are the six quick questions. Question number one is, what's your why? Why are you waking up every day and building Le Mini Macaron? That's a great question. So to be honest, I do work like a crazy person. And sometimes I'm like, why am I doing this? And I think um, it's simply because I really enjoy it. I don't have a larger purpose beyond the fact that I just am really passionate about the business when we started the brand many years ago, my partner said to me, I think that this business allows you to realize your potential. And I was like, I think you're right. Like, I just really love it because I am constantly throwing problems. I have to solve them really creatively. I have to pull together resources. I need to constantly stay up to date and learn so that I can like navigate around the next problems. And um, I love being part of a team and working, we have a lot of women on our team because we're a beauty. And I just love, you know, the amazing um, people we have that we can work with and helping to develop them. And I just find all aspects of it really, to be quite honest, just like really entertaining. Um, even though it's tiring, it's um, it's fun. Like I love going to expos and fairs and shows and events. I love, um, you know, when we do great content and we work with amazing partners and influencers and they do great content and we can showcase it to our retail partners and they get excited. Or if we have a display that my team designs and we see it in the store and we all go to the store together to take a picture. Um, or we did like Metro ads over the, uh, over the fall and we all like 15 people went to go take a picture with the Metro ad and like shoot a bunch of content. I think just like all aspects of it from, you know, inventory forecasting to financial modeling to leadership and team development to just like I don't know project management and like managing a launch schedule to international markets like all aspects I find it so dynamic and and so fun it's very very hard but I really like it and I feel like that's the whole point of like life without being too, like, without trying to sound too deep. Yeah. It's like you were in a job where you were like, I don't know about this corporate nine to five. Like I'm not mm -hmm. feeling excited about looking for a marketing director role. And now you're in this place where like you're enjoying the journey, even when it's great, even when it's shit, you're enjoying that every day and like loving your day-to-day -day life, which is what we should all be optimizing for. Yeah, totally. And I think there's so much more opportunity nowadays to reach for that for people. Absolutely. Question number two is what's been your favorite marketing moment so far? So in the 10 years, there's been lots of moments, but I probably would say the most memorable one, which is also the one that had the most impact at a pivotal moment of the business was when we were launching in Target in um, October, 2021. And we had gone out to a few influencers to make content where they had to go to the store, find our product, purchase it, and, you know, make a video of them doing their nails and showing the manicure. 
And we had a number of influencers doing this and they had to tag Target so that Target would see it. And Target's like TikTok manager saw it and reached out to us and was like, hey, can we post this? And I remember this day because I was in New York at the time and it was just like this like quick turnaround, like, oh my God, I need to, so I called the creator and I was like, can we use this piece of content on, you know, not guarantee that they're going to post it. And so they agreed. And um, when Target posted it, it, we like sold out of the color that was featured, which was our cherry red color. And it became the number one TikTok video with 5 million impressions on their TikTok account since they launched. <laughs> oh my God, that's amazing. It was like insane. I was like, oh my God, this is, um, you know, you post stuff on your own social and hopefully it'll drive sales, but a retailer posting it, like people follow retailers to know what to buy. Um, so a retailer posting it for sure, like drives awareness to there. And they had a million followers. Now they have 2 million on TikTok. But like, they, they, people follow Target to like, what do I buy this week, you know? And um, that was just, that was like, just everything lined up. And we had this like amazing Q4 sales season and tons of awareness. And we like, like that became a case study for us. Like we are like, hey, we drove Gen Z consumers into the stores to look for the product and they bought it, you know? And then since then, every time we do these campaigns, we're trying to like put together those, um, the magic formula, yeah, right? The recipe. Yes, of like being in store, shooting that content. Um, you know, we work with a lot of creators who create for Target, for Ulta, you know, for these retailers because their audience is trying to figure out what to buy. So I would say that was a huge learning for us and there was a wonderful results, you know, in terms of marketing and sales. But that was the most like just amazing amazing period. That is so cool. How profound. I love that for you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Question number three is what's your go-to business resource? If you have to think about a podcast or a newsletter or a book that you've read recently. So yeah, I'm jumping around a lot, but I had a coach come in and, and train some of our managers and he was really talking about Simon Sinek and he, um, was playing videos. He's like, after three videos, he's like, you will see that I'm just obsessed with Simon <laughs> on leadership. And so I was like, I mean, I know him, but I started to re-listen to some of his stuff. And I think it, it's coming at a really good time of our business because he really talks about the consistency of leadership. And it's not about major things you do with and for your team, but it's about the consistency of how you treat them like every day. Right. So it's not like one major thing, but it's like a hundred things. And I think it's coming at a really good time because as we scale, there's just more and more people. And I'm not close with like some of the younger people or the newer people. Like I'm closer to the ones who've been around for a long time or the ones who work with me directly. But how do we maintain that culture of like, you know, that I think we have a, you know, in French, the je ne sais quoi, we really have something really special within our culture because the team is very connected with each other and they're very supportive and collaborative. And just for me to realize, you know, last year when we were scaling, we had some breakdowns among our team because um, we weren't structured, you know, and I, I realized last year, I don't know how to be this kind of leader as we grow. And I need to get some coaching and learn how to be a new type of leader for more than 10 or 15 people. 
right? And um, that was very eye-opening. And so I think I'm going to be digging into Simon Sinek a lot more um, and just thinking about like, what is this new way of leadership um, that I need to be adopting? And and kind of with my team as well, like my senior team, like, like helping coach them on that. Um, the other one that I listened to is Esther Perel. She's more relationships. Um, and she's just incredible. Like what a brilliant woman. Um, but she does also like a work podcast. And I would just say the insights that she has on like interpersonal, I mean, it's mostly, she talks a lot about couples, but she does talk about family dynamics, work relationships, and just the insight on interpersonal, you know, because I think the heart of business are our teams, right? Like you need teams to help you get somewhere and you need your people to help you get somewhere. And so I think like the psychological aspect, the relationships, really understanding, you know, how to nurture those um, dynamics. Um, so yeah, I, I love her. I always am excited when she's doing something. Two great recommendations. Thank you so much. We're going to add those to the list. <laughs> Question number four is, how do you win the day? What are your AM or PM rituals and habits that keep you feeling happy and successful and motivated? So I have like really bad habits. <laughs> so I don't know, wine. I mean, I drink way too much wine. Don't we all? <laughs> yeah, like I don't wake up and exercise, even though like I know I need to. Um, so I like have really bad habits. I don't have kids also, which is like, I think a lot easier. I think people who have kids, they really have to balance a lot of things. Um, but no, I um, mostly just, um, just yeah, like drink wine. And um, I try to see my friends and people that I'm close to um, and spend some quality time. I think that helps me a bit. But um, maybe in this new year, I'm going to bring in some healthier habits. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like we've all got the bad habits. I've got plenty. Oh. It's so difficult. Me on my phone, like before I go to bed, I really want to break that as a habit. And it's just so hard. <laughs> it's difficult. It's difficult. It's very difficult. Question number five is what's been your worst money mistake and how much did it cost you? Oh, um, there have been a few different ones, but I would say when we took the bet on QVC, that was back in 2018. Um, and you know, I had no idea about forecasting inventory. They basically gave us a forecast. They're like, we're going to give you eight minutes on air. We expect a productivity of this many like unit sales per minute. So they like how many crunch some numbers. Um, so they purchase 5,700 pieces, which is like insane. I mean, we were not selling that like nowhere near that. Like that's like thousands. <laughs> um, so 5,700 units and for QVC, you have to box for them. So usually they want like a promo, you know, so it's not just one item. It's like usually like two items or a kit, a set. Um, so you're having to like kit and box for them, you know? So then if you can't sell that anywhere else, and do they like, if it doesn't pay work, for it up front or do they pay like after the it's fact? consignment? Oh, it's consignment. It's consignment. Wow. Yes. Okay. Right. It's consignment. So um, I don't remember specifically the numbers, but you can probably just crunch out some numbers. You know, imagine like if they were at like, I don't even know, usually retailers are anywhere from like 40 to 60% retail margin. You have all these costs. So um, they basically ordered like these units. We had to box everything for them and then ship them to their warehouse eight minutes on air. I think I sold of my 5,700 units less than 40%. So 
like it was just really painful. I think I also had a host that I was like, wow, she just did not let me speak. It was so uncomfortable. Oh my God. So I left the show. Usually you hear QVC, like people are like, oh my God, it was amazing. I came off camera and I looked at my screen because they have like in the green room, like the screen and the sales were like amazing. We blew it out. And I was like the, the failure story. It was like, I was alone there. I knew it hadn't sold well. I was with a host who didn't give me much talk time on air. And then I came off and I was like, oh crap, like that's really bad. And then I basically got on the train back to New York City crying, calling my partner. And he was like, it's okay. You did well. You did well. And I was like, you know, like this was the big moment. And I had to fly there for training. And there was just so much. I knew we had a ton of inventory left over. So that inventory, they gave me another show to try to move some of that inventory. The second show, I had a beautiful host. She was incredible, set me up as much as possible for success. Um, the, the airing went well, it looked really good, but again, it just wasn't our audience, you know, and that sort of product market fit with the right audience. It just wasn't there with that particular, it's an older audience, you know? So, um, so it didn't move that much. All that inventory went to my father's warehouse in Alabama, where it sat for more than a year until COVID hit. And I was, you know, for a year, I was like, how are we ever going to move these like thousands of, of product? And then COVID hit and we ran out of stock of everything and we put that stuff online and it sold out in weeks. And oh my God, the it silver was just, lining. It was like, <laughs> it was this like blessing of like pallets of inventory in disguise, blessing of like, hey, we have lots of stock of something that we can sell when everything else was selling out. We're like, hey, so um, oh my gosh, very, wow. very fortunate that it turned around because I'm like, how do you move thousands of pieces? You know, because like when you start a retail partnership, you're pr- you probably, they're ordering more quantity than you've ever seen before. And if they don't sell it, like, where else are you going to put that? You don't have other channels open. You know, if you get bigger and you're more diversified, maybe you have other options. But um, that was a very painful whole experience. Yeah. I'm so glad it turned around for you, though, like the year later. <laughs> wow. Oh, you yeah. can never predict yeah. something like that would happen. That's crazy. A global pandemic. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, who who could have like we were very we were very blessed, I would say, in that period. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Gosh, what so. a story. Question number yeah. six, last question. What is just a crazy story, good or bad, from your journey in building Le Mini Macaron? Um, okay, so one that I have fun telling these days is I mentioned to you that we had started selling in Canada. And this was like in 2016. We had no idea what we were doing. So we got an order from a department store in Canada. And it was a really good purchase order, like very big purchase order to launch in all of their stores. And we were like, yeah, let's do it. And so um, shipped everything out in a container to like Vancouver. We went to Bali. We were on holiday in Bali. And we're like, okay, we're off for the week. But like, you know, we'll like talk to Canada when the container arrives. No clue that when you import something into Canada, you probably need to have a registered company to receive the import. No clue that when the retailer forecasted that order, um, they weren't thinking they were ordering straight from overseas because retailers tend to order locally. And so the container lands and then we get the actual official purchase order, which was divided up by store. There was almost a hundred stores. So they had expected us to pack everything by store and we had everything bulk packed into containers. 
And they were like, this store in, I don't know, Toronto wants three of this color and two of that color. And it needs to be in a box with a sticker for that store. And so I was up till 3 a.m. every night in Bali (laughs) calling this warehouse in Canada. I was like trying to find people who would rework all the products for us, break it down, find boxes, print the labels. It was insane. Um, And um, we, we found a warehouse that did it. And it was just such a nightmare. It was like for five days, I was just up till 3 a.m. every night trying to problem solve it to make sure like this order is going to get delivered and we're going to get this like several hundred thousand dollar PO. It's going to come through. It all came through. Um, That was really wild because we literally had the container landing and it was just like we were so naive like so naive, had never really worked with a retailer, you know, I mean, now we don't do that. (laughs) Like you, like if we're working in different, we have companies in a few different countries and they were set up to be able to work with local retailers, but you know, I mean, just so naive. Live and learn. (laughs) You live and learn. And I think, you know, that was just, this is like 2016 and that um, retailer, we ended up having a really bad sell through during the season. It was like a 23% sell through. Because we didn't activate marketing, because we didn't really know that we should store training, train the sales staff so they know what they're selling, have some signage or visual merchandising, didn't know. You know, they don't let you do all those things exactly, but you try, right? So, um, yeah, like so many mistakes. Crazy story. (laughs) But a funny story these days. Yeah, now you can look back and tell that story. (laughs) Now I can laugh about it. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Christina, this was so cool. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I have loved hearing your story and all the ups and downs and crazy moments that you've had. Thank you so much for sharing. Thank you, Dune. It was such a pleasure. Hey, it's Dune here. Thanks for listening to this amazing episode of the Female Startup Club podcast. If you're a fan of the show and want even more of the good stuff, I'd recommend checking out femalestartupclub.com where you can subscribe to our free newsletter. We send it out weekly covering female founder business news, insights and learnings in D2C, and interesting business resources. And if you're a founder building an e-commerce brand, you can join our private network of entrepreneurs called Hype Club at femalestartupclub.com forward slash Hype Club. We have guests from the show joining us for intimate Ask Me Anythings, expert workshops, and a group of totally amazing, like-minded women building the future of D2C brands. As always, please do subscribe, rate and review the show, and post your favorite episodes to Instagram stories. I am beyond grateful when you do that. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. June here. Thanks for listening to this amazing episode of the Female Startup Club podcast. 
If you're a fan of the show and want even more of the good stuff, I'd recommend checking out femalestartupclub.com where you can subscribe to our free newsletter. We send it out weekly covering female founder business news, insights and learnings in D2C, and interesting business resources. And if you're a founder building an e-commerce brand, you can join our private network of entrepreneurs called Hype Club at femalestartupclub.com forward slash Hype Club. We have guests from the show joining us for intimate Ask Me Anythings, expert workshops, and a group of totally amazing, like-minded women building the future of D2C brands. As always, please do subscribe, rate and review the show, and post your favorite episodes to Instagram stories. I am beyond grateful when you do that. Yeah.